Welcome to Sleepy Head Stories today. We love to read books, be silly, and play. Me and my mommy are here every week to read you great stories that all are unique. Join us at bedtime, or bath time, or breakfast. We promise it's better than a trip to the dentist. Welcome to Sleepyhead Stories. Hello, guys, and welcome back to <laughs> Sleepyhead Stories. <laughs> we just ran up the stairs and sat down and immediately started recording. So we're out of breath. <laughs> we had a race, right? <sighs> you won. You pinched my butt. I pinched her butt on the way up. I cheated. Yeah. So anyway, guys. I told you to, <laughs> We hope you're having a great summer. We are so busy, and we have a special announcement. We're moving. We're moving. Conchetta's eating. <laughs> she has a mouthful. We're moving again, guys. I know it's only been, if you've been listening to us for a while, it's only been one year. Since we moved from New Jersey to Denver, Colorado. Now. New Jersey, Denver, Colorado. <laughs> it's hard to say with chicken nugget in your mouth, huh? Mm-hmm. But we are moving back to the East Coast, guys, because, well, my husband and Conchetta's daddy has a new job to go to. And so this is hopefully the last time in a long time that we'll be moving but we had an opportunity come our way to be closer to home and closer to family and we thought we got to take this opportunity right yeah yeah but we're not going we're not going to our house we're not going to the exact same house that we lived in before no but the same area mm-hmm. yeah so what I'm meant to say we're not going in a house when we go straight to New Jersey, we're going to Mammy's house. Right. We're going to stay with Mammy, which Mammy, if you know, is Conchetta's grandmother. We're going to stay with her for a little bit while we find the perfect house for us. One time she was in a Sleepyhead Stories. Yeah, Mammy did a Sleepyhead Stories once, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so that's our big news, guys. So you'll please have to excuse us if we're not always on the ball with publishing um, – stories and podcast episodes right away i know we have been slacking in the youtube department making youtube videos because we're just so busy i am in the process of editing a new video right now where we make a cool craft uh with jemima puddle duck that was a fun one right Mm. so we're going to be uh publishing that youtube Mm. video uh, in just another day or two so keep on lookout for that one but guys Thanks for sticking in there and keeping up with us. It's going to be another crazy summer like last summer, but we're going to keep doing it, and we're going to keep pushing on. Don't worry. We might be a day or two late with things, but we haven't forgotten. So what's up? Book number, I think last week I said that Jemima Puddle Duck was book number 10, but it wasn't. It was book number 9. Today is actually book number 10, and it's the tale of the Flopsy Bunnies. So, after these messages, we'll get started with the tale of the Flopsy Bunnies. Okay? Thanks, guys. The Tale of the Flopsy Bunnies. 
Okay, here we go. For all little friends of Mr. McGregor and Peter and Benjamin. It is said that the effect of eating too much lettuce is soporific. I have never felt sleepy after eating lettuces, but then I am not a rabbit. They certainly had a very soporific effect upon the Flopsy Bunnies. Mommy? Yes. What does mean he's not a rabbit anymore? How is he not a rabbit anymore? The woman that wrote these books is basically like starting out letting you know that when bunnies eat too much lettuce they get sleepy, but she's saying, but I don't really know for sure because I'm not a bunny. That's what she's trying to say. And now we're going to read the story. Get it? Here we go. When Benjamin Bunny grew up, he married his cousin Flopsy. They had a large family, and they were very improvident and cheerful. I do not remember the separate names of their children. They were generally called the Flopsy Bunnies. As there was not always quite enough to eat, Benjamin used to borrow cabbages from Flopsy's brother, Peter Rabbit who kept a nursery garden. Sometimes Peter Rabbit had no cabbages to spare. When this happened, the Flopsy Bunnies went across the field to a rubbish heap in the ditch outside Mr. McGregor's garden. Mr. McGregor's rubbish heap was a mixture. There were jam pots and paper bags and mountains of chopped grass from the mowing machine, which always tasted oily, and some rotten vegetable marrows, and an old boot or two. One day, oh joy, there were a quantity of overgrown lettuces, which had, which had shot into flour. The lettuces were overgrown, so Mr. McGregor must have pulled them out and thrown them in the garbage. The Flopsy Bunnies simply stuffed lettuces. By degrees, one after another, they were overcome with slumber and lay down in the mown grass. So they ate so much lettuce, they passed out asleep. Okay. Benjamin was not so much overcome as his children, but before going to sleep, he sufficiently put a paper bag over his head to keep off the flies. So he did go to sleep too, but he wasn't as exhausted as them. But why did he put a paper bag? Because he didn't want the flies bothering him. You know how there's like a lot of flies around our house right now? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. The little Flopsy Bunnies slept delightfully in the warm sun. From the lawn beyond the garden came the distant clackety sound of the mowing machine. The blue bottles buzzed about the wall, and the little old mouse picked over the rubbish among the jam pots. I can tell you her name. She was called Thomasina Tittlemouse, a wood mouse with a long tail. Hmm. Wait, this is real? Mm-hmm. Oh, my. She rush, rustled across the paper bag and awakened Benjamin Bunny. The mouse apologized profusely and said that she knew Peter Rabbit. So there was a mouse while the rabbits were sleeping in the garbage heap clunking around and she accidentally ran on top of the paper bag that was on Benjamin's head and woke him up. And she said, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. By the way, I know Peter Rabbit. Trying to make friends with Benjamin.
While she and Benjamin were talking, close under the wall, they heard a heavy tread above their heads. And suddenly, Mr. McGregor emptied out a sackful of lawn mowings right upon the top of the sleeping Flopsy Bunnies. Benjamin shrank down under his paper bag. The mouse hid in a jam pot. So there you see Mr. McGregor's feet, and he's dumping out all the lawn clippings from when he mowed the grass. And he dumped it right on top of the little baby bunnies. Oh, my god! Yeah. The little rabbits smiled sweetly in their sleep under the shower of grass. They did not awake because the lettuces had been so soporific. They dreamt that their mother Flopsy was tucking them up in a hay bed. Mr. McGregor looked down after emptying his sack. He saw some funny little brown tips of ears sticking up through the lawn mowings. He stared at them for some time. <gasps> Presently, a fly settled on one of them and it moved. Mr. McGregor climbed down onto the rubbish heap. One, two, three, four, five, six little rabbits! said he as he dropped them into his sack. The Flopsy Bunnies dreamt that their mother was turning them over in bed. They stirred a little in their sleep, but still they did not wake up. He put them in a bag. Oh, no. Look at this. Mr. McGregor tied up the sack and let it on the wall. He went to put away the mowing machine. So he put the sack with the bunnies in it, tied a knot in it, and left it on the top of the wall there. While he was gone, Mrs. Flopsy Bunny, who remained at home, came across the field. She looked suspiciously at the sack and wondered where everybody was. Then the mouse came out of her jam pot, and Benjamin took the paper bag off his head, and they told the doleful tale. Benjamin and Flopsy were in despair. They could not undo the string tying the bag. But Mrs. Tittlemouse was a resourceful person. She nibbled a hole in the bottom corner of the sack. The little rabbits were pulled out and pinched to wake them up. Their parents stuffed the empty sack with three rotten vegetable marrows, an old blackish brush, and two decaying turnips. So the bunnies escaped through the hole that the Mrs. Tittlemouse chewed and they stuffed the bag with old rotting vegetables so Mr. McGregor would think that the bunnies were still in the bag. Then they all hid under a bush and watched for Mr. McGregor. But Mm -hmm. but if there's a hole in there, they won't see little furry stuff. Well, we'll see what happens. Mr. McGregor came back and picked up the sack and carried it off. He carried it hanging down as if it were rather heavy. The Flopsy Bunnies followed at a safe distance. They were watching to see what happens. They watched him go into his house, and then they crept up to the window to listen. Mr. McGregor threw down the sack on the stone floor in a way that would have been extremely painful to the Flopsy Bunnies if they had still been inside it. They could hear him drag his chair on the flags and chuckle. One, two, three, four, six little rabbits, said Mr. McGregor. Uh, what? What's this? 
What have they been spoiling now? inquired Mr. McGregor. <gasps> you... Oh, Mrs. McGregor. That was Mrs. McGregor. She's saying, what's this? What's this in this bag? One, two, three, four, five, six little rabbits, repeated Mr. McGregor, counting on his fingers. One, two, three. Don't you be silly. What do you mean, you silly old man? In the sack. One, two, three, four, six replied Mr. McGregor. The youngest Flopsy Bunny got upon the windowsill. Mrs. McGregor took a hold of the sack and felt it. She said she could feel six, but they must be old rabbits because they were so hard and all different shapes. Not fit to eat, but the skins will do fine to line my old cloak. Line your cloak, shouted Mr. McGregor. I shall sell them and buy myself something. Rabbit tobacco? I shall skin them and cut off their heads. <gasps> Terrible. Oh, my God. Mrs. McGregor untied the sack and put her hand inside. She felt the vegetables. She became very, very angry. Oh, she said man. that Mr. McGregor had done it on purpose. <gasps> And Mr. McGregor was very angry, too. One of the rotten marrows came flying through the kitchen window and ah! hit the youngest Flopsy Bunny standing at the window. And it rather oh. hurt. Oh, no. Oh. Then Benjamin and Flopsy thought it was time to go home. Yep. <laughs> so, Mr. McGregor did not get his tobacco, and Mrs. McGregor did not get her rabbit skins. But, next Christmas, Thomasina Tittlemouse got a present of enough rabbit wool to make herself a cloak and a hood and a handsome muff and a pair of warm mittens. The End so there you go. That's the tale of the Fopsy Bunnies and how they were almost trapped in a sack and taken home, turned into coats and sold. But they got out and escaped because of Mrs. Tittlemouse. So we... Mrs. Tittlemouse is a hero. She is a hero. Right? Yeah. I wonder if there's a book about Mrs. Tittlemouse. Let's see. Mrs. Tittlemouse. Yes, the next book is called The Tale of Mrs. Tittlemouse next week. So then we can le learn all about her and how she's so smart and resourceful. Pretty cool, huh? Maybe it won't say that. We'll see. So guys, we hope you enjoyed The Tale of the Flopsy Bunnies. And we will be back next week with book number 11, Hope you guys are enjoying your summer. Have a great day or a great night. And we'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sleepyhead Stories. And if you're new here, welcome. We're so glad to have you. We read a new children's book each week that's released on a Sunday. So please subscribe and you can join in on the fun each week. Big news to share, guys. Sleepyhead Stories now has our own YouTube channel. Hop on there to see videos that are inspired by the books we read. 
We do crafts, experiments, projects. All the videos are 10 minutes and under and easy for you to do with your parents at home. Make sure you guys are reaching out to us because we love hearing from you and we love giving you guys shout outs. You can do that on our website, sleepyheadstoriespodcast.com. You can do that on Instagram or Facebook, or there is a link in the show notes that you can click on and leave us a voice message. And then we can take that voice message and publish it into our next podcast episode. Really cool feature. Please give it a try, guys. We love to know where you're from, what books you like to read, how you listen to sleepyhead stories, all kinds of things like that. So please don't forget to give us those messages and we'll give you those shout outs right back. And lastly, guys, we want to just say thank you for your support and your positivity. You guys are such loyal fans, and we love it. We couldn't and wouldn't do Sleepyhead Stories without you. And if any of you out there want to become a supporter of this podcast, there is also a link in the show notes that you can click on and do that. And you can leave a monetary donation of anywhere from 99 cents a month to as much as you want. And that just helps in the production of this podcast as we grow and grow each month. So guys, have a great day or a great night. We want to thank you so much for listening. We love you guys and we'll talk to you in the next episode.